Welcome to Talking Giants Player Profiles and Projections. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And today we are starting off with the New York Giants fifth round pick, Eric Gray, the running back out of Oklahoma, who's five foot nine, two hundred seven pounds. Justin, he almost had fourteen hundred rushing yards last year, a little over two hundred receiving yards. Was truly a really, really good back, a good patience vision back for Oklahoma. And I think there's stuff that needs to be developed about his game. He doesn't have like the athleticism to really pop off, and that's why I felt to the fifth round. But I still do think this guy can be a useful back who can handle some volume in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. Um, Eric Gray, this past year, was the 11th running back taken in the NFL draft. Here are his rankings and key categories compared to running backs that are taken before him. Yards after contact per attempt, he was 7th. Runs of 10-plus yards, he was 3rd. Runs of 15-plus yards, he was tied for 3rd. First downs, he was 3rd. Missed tackles force, which this is a big one, he was 6th. Yards per route run, even as a receiver, he was 4th. Eric Gray, even though he was the 11th running back taken in the draft, I can confidently say that Eric Gray is not the 11th ranked or 11th best running back in this past year's draft. The Giants certainly did get a top 10, maybe even top seven running back from this year's draft class, and they got him a little later. Let's just talk about him as a player. He has, to me, he has good patience and vision with making the first guy miss on his cuts. That's what he showed in college. Like, I think he does that consistently. Now, the two main reasons I think that he went later little on the older side and he's he's not a great athlete or just like elusive right like he's he lives between the tackles he's not gonna like you know turn a 15 yard play into a 50 yard play he's the guy who turns uh, a four yard play into an eight yard play or a 10 yard play into an 18 yard play which is good and he falls forward but he's not truly like a banger out there even though we saw a really nice touchdown in the preseason but he's a smart back who will consistently get the most yards available to him. Doesn't have the long speed, like I said, but he does have quick bursts. And he's consistently able to make the first guy miss with quick, sharp cuts and some physicality. He's just not going to make the second guy miss. Yeah, I have a very similar note to you. I feel like there are a ton of times where his four-yard runs could have been no gains or even negative gains. But I will say... Even some of his five to nine yard runs could be 10 plus yards if he had more natural athleticism, which which I think is fine. I I think it's fine. I like as as the Giants experiment with more even like outside zone stuff and off tackle stuff. I don't think Eric Gray is going to live there. I think he's a between the tackles guy. He's de- he's more of a bruiser. And, I, you know, I'm kind of using, you know, preseason and, you know, camp and just seeing, you know, seeing his legs and seeing his build. He, he is a little bit more of a bruiser than I maybe initially I thought. I think he's taken on that a little more in being in the NFL. Yeah? I think, think that's, that's like a mind, almost like a mindset shift. Do you like that? Yeah, I do, because I think he knows what he is. Now, if he's if he's got he's got some space to make a guy miss, then he needs to go back and do the stuff that he did at Oklahoma, but he's not going to have the space that he had in the NFL. So I kind of like, like what I said is he consistently falls forward, but he's not a pile pusher. I think he's kind of putting more of an emphasis on that to get the extra two, three yards by doing that, by putting your shoulder through a guy's chest and driving your feet through them. And I think those are also things like he kind of like, like kind of was able to like, he doesn't have, he doesn't have the best contact balance in the world. You know, it could get tackled around his legs. And in the NFL, you're just playing against better players where 
even if you make the first guy miss, he might he might get a piece of you. And those are kind of times where Eric Gray has been brought down to where I think he's kind of like a mindset shift for him, where he's like, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my pads through guys. Yeah. And on one of the notes that I have is is that he tempo he tempos his runs extremely no well and knows when to punch the gas and knows when to play it more patient. And I wonder the more that we're going to see him in the NFL, it's tough to see in camp just because they don't really run the ball a lot. But I wonder when we're going to see him more in the NFL, are we going to see that Oklahoma mindset of, hey, I'm going to be patient here. I know when to punch the gas. I know when I'm going to be patient and tempo tempo my runs here. Or are we just going to see, like, I'm just going to put my nose down and try and be uh, a four-yard, you know, four-and-a-half-yard per carry back in the NFL. And, I, and I'm fine with that, and I'm cool with that. And I think his running back stats haven't been – or no, his running back stats haven't been great in preseason, and we haven't seen, like, a ton of wow moments. But I do think he's had a good patience, like, with good vision. It's just, like, when you when we talk about him not being the most athletic guy, you don't see it as much as at film in college because you're playing against college players. But at the NFL stage, you see, like, okay, yeah, he's he's definitely not the most athletic guy in the world. But he gets up field quick, like he doesn't create any negative plays. And also, like I think he's a like if we want to move into like I think he's a solid route runner and soft hands to like catch the ball. Like, we haven't yep. seen that being used at all. And I, I honestly don't see I don't think we're gonna see it much his first year in the NFL because we have Saquon Barkley on this Giants team. But if he ever is called into that role, I think he does a solid enough job where there was times like where they would, you know, line him up in the slot. Which again, I don't see him having that big role, but it's like, hey, he's like he had good releases and influenced the DB and cut off of it. So, yeah. uh, and again, soft hands to catch the ball. What is his role this year? Saquon Barkley's. We obviously, I mean, it could be. We can even get into the whole if Saquon Barkley goes down, what does the split look like between him and Brita? But what is his role this year in a in a offense that includes healthy Saquon Barkley? So, let's talk about this, and that leads into that conversation. We've seen it in preseason, Justin. And when I went back to look at my scouting report, I was like, I hope I have this note on here just to, like, you know, test my own self. And I did. He needs to be a better blocker. Like, and his, oh, and it's not just like physicality of it, it's like the awareness of it. It's like getting into the block. And that's what I've, that's one of the things I put on there is like, needs better blocking awareness. Because if he blocks, if he can't block, he'll get a game where he gets three to four carries. Oh, but there's going to be most games where he gets made like zero to one carries and he's going to be the return guy only. Right. Because if he can't block, it's it's hard to put him out there. Yeah, you become one dimensional, right? Or it's just a liability, like not even not even one dimensional. Well, it's, it's just, just like when okay, it's, it's on a team with Saquon Barkley and Matt Breida on the team. When is it ever? When does putting Eric Gray on the field? benefit you as a team more so than putting those other two guys out there goal line package where he's just gonna run but even some... then it's like saquon barkley deserves and should right. get those touches like right. it's, it he becomes only if saquon barkley goes down or matt Breida. if matt Breida goes down he gets four to five carries a game or less than that is the backup which but... i feel like you're saying that about any any third running back even if he's regardless of whether this is a a one-year deal of a guy that maybe we like, or if this is a fifth round, fourth, you know, or even if this is a draft pick of Joe Shannon. I feel like you're saying that about any third running back where Saquon Barkley is the number one. I agree, but I had aspirations of him turning into the second running back as a rookie. And seeing how bad the blocking is in the NFL, I I don't have aspirations of that happening his rookie season. Okay. Okay. Um. Now, the role... 
if Saquon Barkley goes down. He's missing a series. He's missing a game. He's missing an extended period of games. And this is where I was hoping that Eric Ray would have separated himself a little bit more. Whereas like, oh, if Saquon Barkley goes down, Matt Breida is still the number two. Eric Ray is taking over like number one. Like he, he, he can be your first and second down back and you know, Matt Breida can maybe come in on some third down packages. I don't even see that. Like I, I think like no. if that, if they, if it, Saquon Barkley were to go down tomorrow, it's, it's mainly a Matt Breida show. Yeah, I, I agree 100%, which going into camp, I didn't think that. But now now I do. Yeah. And then even a, uh, I mean, I know we love talking about special teams. I hope he looks more comfortable than he's looked in the preseason. I haven't watched him in practice, so I, you know, sorry about that. But I hope he looks more comfortable in the regular season when he's returning punts because, man, it a lot of falling down. Like it makes me nervous and he's not even calling fair catch. It's like he he's catching these punts. He's falling down, not calling for fair catch. You can get your head taken off. So um, I hope Eric Ray, if you're going to be serviceable this year, number three back, Saquon Barkley goes down here and there, situational snaps. But the, the area in which you can be productive this year is being a good punt returner, making guys miss in the open field and maybe having a, you know, serving us there. I hope that he looks more comfortable fielding these punts. Agreed. Why don't you talk to us about our best friends at Manscaped? Oh, are such good friends, our best, bestest friends in the world, Manscaped. They're bringing you today's PPP. They're bringing you our camp coverage. They brought us to Detroit. They brought us to all the Giants practices. They're like, we love what you're doing. We want to be part of it. We sponsored all your drafts the last couple of years. We want to be part of your summer plans too. And oh boy, is the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 part of my summer plans because it's the one-stop shop for the man. Who deserves it all designed the package fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products, the best you can find. I can't even tell you if there's anybody else in the world that provides what Manscaped provides, because guess what? Manscaped just dominates everything. They're, they're, they're out there, but Manscaped just dominates the competition. They dominate everybody. I don't even know if anybody else has a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. They don't. Weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. They don't. The Ultra Premium Body Wash 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner plus deodorant. That just goes with everything. And they have so much more as well. Because the Platinum Package 4.0, they cover all the bases. From head to toe and hair to ball fro. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Giants at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com when you use promo code Giants. Bobby Skinner, you'll be glad you did. Use the Platinum Package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. You'll be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. Justin, let's talk about Dane Belton, who's six foot one, two hundred five pound safety, was a fourth round pick out of Iowa at twenty-four years old. Started five games last year and led the team in interceptions with two, tied with Julian Love, and then also in fumbles recovered with two. Oh. Tied with a few guys. Had five interceptions his last year at Iowa, and he's kind of being nicknamed Mr. Turnover, which would pump the brakes on a little bit. But Justin, he's a versatile safety who lines up all over and a deep nickel and box. I mean, last year he played the box 44%, deep 35%, and cornerback 21%, which is pr- as about as spread as out as it gets in the NFL. A decent athlete athlete for the safety spot, but nowhere near what McKinney and Pinnock are. To me, Justin, I think his role, and not just on this New York Giants team, but in the NFL, is kind of as that third safety who you could put in man coverage on tight ends. And I think that's fine. Right. Especially if the Giants have like the safety room is shaking out a lot better than 
we maybe anticipated or it's shaking out just like we want, maybe wanted it to coming into this summer where I, I thought that there was a shot that Dane Belton could take that second job. It looks like he's going to be that number three. What got me excited about Dane Belton this year, and I still am excited about Dane Belton this year, is that he was struggling with a back injury. Sean Morash, um, our guy, kind of talked with Dane Belton this spring, and Belton informed uh, Sean about, hey, yeah, I, I was going through. Was it a back injury? What injury was it, Bobby? Uh, the collarbone. 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 So, excuse me, it was collarbone. So he was going through the collarbone injury. I think the same thing that he was struggling with in training camp, was struggling with it kind of throughout the season, and then that's why eventually they – They shut him down for a little bit. We were wondering, well, why is Dane Belton not playing when Xavier McKinney is hurt? I was like, I was like losing my mind over it. I'm like, do they just not like him? He was going through the injury. So I think Dane Belton can still be a guy for the Giants, even when he's not a full-time starter. I still think he can force some turnovers and come in here and cause some havoc because even he played a little like 390 snaps and Jason Pinnock was like 450-ish snaps. Two fumble recoveries, three pass deflections. Jason Pinnock, I believe, only had one or two pass deflections. And then and then obviously, as you said, um, he had the uh the two interceptions as well. So even in his limited snaps, forced some turnovers last year. He's done it so far in camp and preseason. I want we need this Giants defense desperately needs that. So his best role, though, to me is down towards in the box and playing man coverage on tight ends. Like, I think that's where his, his best role is. And, you know, at Iowa, his best role was playing man coverage at slot wide receivers. Obviously, in the NFL, he's not going to be able to hang with those guys with his athleticism. But he can with tight ends. And I, I liked his like his technique. He gets hands on guys at the stem to reroute and then was able to fight for the leverage. He's just very physical throughout the route and gets the hand in the hip. And, like, he's just able to, like, get into that good leverage spot where... Even before McKinney went down, Belton was getting run as the third safety, and it was kind of as that role, and he was doing a good job being asked to do those man coverage reps. And I, th- I think that's that will always be his best role in the NFL. I think it's as the third safety and as covering in man coverage versus tight ends. Like I, I really, I think I do think that's kind of his ceiling in the NFL. Unless, you know, we'll talk, I want to talk about run defending later, unless that improves greatly. And that's what he did show at Iowa. I mean, that's what he did was just man coverage, man coverage, man coverage, where you look at some of the reps where it's like, well, is this guy, is this guy even a safety? Because every, every single play, he's just in man coverage against some sort of target, whether it be a tight end wide receiver. So that's what he did at Iowa. And that's where you're saying that his path to the path to the NFL is. I still think Bobby. I still think, like, I think back to that Houston Texans interception that he had. I get it. The play before, he got beat, and there was a flag, and the Giants accepted it, and then they ran the same play back-to-back, so he made a good play. And then the other play that sticks out to me is it was a third down against Seattle where Jihad Ward had a pass deflection. Dane Belton baited Geno Smith into throwing towards the middle of the field. Maybe it was a slot receiver. He jumped the route baited Geno Smith into throwing it there. If Jahad Ward didn't get that pass deflection, there's a chance that that's another interception for Dane Belton, and that's possibly a pick six. So I'm picking that one particular play because he didn't have a lot of plays last year, didn't have a lot of opportunities to make plays. So I still, you know, there still could be a role for Dane Belton, again, to be to be a guy that forces havoc. Yeah, and I actually have that note down. It's like has some really good reps baiting the quarterback. And his zone coverage, like he he does a good job of keeping eyes on the QB. Got to get better recognizing 
you know, route patterns and, and playing that stuff better. But he does do a good job reading the QB. Like you said, we had the interception versus the Texans, but the play before was beat on the same exact thing. So to me, it's just, it's so hit or miss with Dane Belton. Like you said, there's some really good stuff, bait, like baiting the quarterback, being able to make the play on the ball. But there's also times where it's like, all right, you're giving up easy, easy completions underneath you. Because you're not you're not recognizing what they're doing, and obviously that can improve. But I don't know how much it's going to improve. But here's here's where I want to see the most improvement out of Dane Belton. Because I don't think he's ever going to be some like great zone safety where he's picking things all like he'll make plays here and there. But I don't think he's ever going to be like that's going to make him a starting safety NFL. I need him to be a better box defender and better run defender because one he's not aggressive when he's put in those situations he'll be in the right spot but he needs to like come downhill when he's playing from deep being aggressive taking on blocks when he's pl- uh, taking on blocks when he is you know down in the in the in between the tackles and he's just like doesn't he's not great to the ball like P- Damian Pierce had a big run on him where he took a bad angle on it that is where like if I was Dane Belton I would be trying to put on muscle and strength and becoming more aggressive in my run fits because if he can do that and with his ability to have some man coverage reps and you know make some and allow him to hey play zone in the flats you know be like become like a true box safety that's where I think he could turn into a solid second safety in the NFL but like I think that needs a lot of lot of improvement and that's why I kind of view him as a third safety yeah and I mean if your role if the ideal role for Dane Belton is playing man-to-man and covering tight ends, odds are tight ends are lining up in the box, are lining up with their hands in the dirt next to the tackle. And if you're going to be running the ball and if, and if they're going to be doing different things, Dane Belton needs to have that physicality for sure, which he flashed a little bit at Iowa. But well, even but he, then at Iowa, like I didn't, I did not see the physicality on a down-to-down basis. No, like, no. If he got the trigger to go, you'd see it here and there. But I wanted this, like, he, like, was, I think def- he was not solid. a good run defender in the box. Javarius Owens is more physical. Like if I had to put my power ranking of, of of safeties that I want playing in the box, like being physical brute, you know, guys that I'm confident that maybe can make a run stop. Like it's Jason Pinnock, Xavier McKinney, and, and Javarius Owens are all ahead of Dane Belton on that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Justin, that's a player profile and projection. That's another week of, that's the fifth week done of player wow. profiles, which means we have one more week, one more week. But guess what? We're saving the best for last. We have Matt Breida and Dexter Lawrence. Then we have Saquon Barkley and Nacho. And then, as always, we finish it off with the Giants QB1, Daniel Jones. Which I'm excited to do that one and talk about last year's player profile on that episode. So, we'll see you then. We appreciate you guys. Until then, let's go Big Blue. Big Blue.